Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every episode, that's by showing gratitude. Just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who supports anything that we do here at By the Hood. Special shout out to all the students at By the Hood University, as well as the youth from the By the Hood ownership camp. Shout out to all you guys. Um, I'm joined by my partner, Crown Corey. Corey, what's up, good brother? What's going on? How's everything with everybody, man? You know, Every day above ground is a good day. Happy to be alive, you know, and happy, you know, with, with everything that's going on in the world to be, you know, able to do the things that I'm able to do. Absolutely, man. With that being said, everyone knows that our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community, building businesses, and just putting out positive energy. And this guest that we have with us now, um, this brother is an author. This brother is an entrepreneur. He's a philanthropist. We got to talk about that as well. And, um, you know, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce the brother Najee Grant here. Najee, how are you, good brother? I'm good. I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you very much. Thanks. Absolutely, man. So listen, man, let's, let's get right into it, man. Um, you know, you, you do a lot of things, man. You do a lot of things in the community, um, which are all positive. And uh, so first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for the work that you do. Um, before we even get started, I just want to say thank you. But let's talk about your background, though. Can you tell us where you're from, how you were raised? Uh, sure. I mean, I'm from Lower Marion, uh, which is what, five, like five minutes from West Philadelphia and, um, you know, like, a, a, you know, middle class, lower middle class uh, neighborhood um, in Art from Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, Lower Marion is predominantly, uh, you know, a, a, a white ta- uh, township, um, but there's a small section, you know, a couple small sections of black and brown communities. And I'm from South Ardmore, which is a pretty unique uh, neighborhood within Law Marion. But yeah, that's where I'm from. When I went to Law Marion um, School District, elementary, middle and uh, high school, home of uh, the late uh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I was going to say, all you have to say is I'm from where Kobe's from. Because once once you say Law Marion, that's the first thing that everybody says. Oh, Kobe. That's right. That's right. That's right. He was my first, my first title. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that being said, uh, what was it like in uh, your education out there? Did you go to college after Lower Marion, or w- how was your journey? How'd you start your journey? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had a uh, particularly rough time uh, when I was in middle school, leading into high school in Lower Marion, um, like seventh to ninth grade. Didn't do particularly well in my education. Um, I actually failed my ninth grade year at Lower Marion. Um, I had to redo, <laughs> redo it after the following year. But, um, you know, due, due to the, uh, you know, me having to uh, play catch up for four years because I didn't do well in ninth grade, um, I went to community college for a year and also to uh, Villanova part-time studies for a year for in business. And then, okay. uh, and uh, actually it was a class that I was taking at uh, Montgomery County Community College and you know, like a late night, late night, late course, night, night course. And I got a flyer um, 
you know, that I seen that they were having like an education symposium uh, where all the school districts in Montgomery County were going to come to Montgomery County Community College and talk about all these different issues on education. And for some reason, it just, it interested in, you know, had it, it interested me. And, um, you know, I went on a Saturday morning and, um, you know, I saw then um, who was the keynote speaker was Mark Lamont Hill. Okay. From, you know, from Philadelphia, he was the keynote speaker and he had a book out and he was doing a book signing. And that year, this is back in like 20, 2009, but 2010, I had an idea for writing uh, a book and but I never really put it together, materialized it. And once I saw him and what he was doing, you know, the, the, you know, he had to capturing the crowd, you know, he was having a keynote speaker, he was a keynote speaker, he had a book sign, he had a line going down the, uh, down the hall. And I, and I, it was that day actually that I seen the vision that I had for myself and what I wanted to do. And actually I never went back to school after that day. And I started following my passion on, on writing books. And here we are 10 years later, 15 books later. <laughs> what was it about the, uh, the, the what, what was it about the brother Mark Lamont Hill that inspired you? Was it something that he said, or was it just like his aura? Was it like, you know, what someone that looked like you doing this? What was it about him that inspired you to, to go on your journey? Yeah, it was really, it was really, um, I guess in the aura, I mean, the, the fact that he looked like me, right? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like 10 years ago. So I'm not sure. I think he's like 10 years older than me, but, um, you know, again, it was just the way he presented himself. It was just the, the fact that he was out there uh, just doing it. Again, it was an idea for me. Um, you know, I took a class for writing short stories when I was in, um, and I was a senior in high school. So I had an interest in writing in writing short stories. But again, it, it was just the fact that I seen somebody who looked like me. I mean, he's, he's like short, like he's like the same, like, you know, same height as me, everything. Mm -hmm. And I just seen it. And I said, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. Um, and I, I didn't get to meet him that day. But it didn't matter the fact that you know I saw him and I and I, saw, I saw the vision and um, and again I never I never went back. No, that's dope though. I mean that that's proof that representation matters when you see people that look like you doing amazing things. It kind of inspires you. So, uh, shout out to Mark Lamont Hill for that. Um, so at this point, you've you've uh, written fifteen books. Yes, fifteen children's books. Correct. Sheesh, man, that's a lot of work right there, man. Yeah, right. I'm gonna put work, work. So when you got into when you got into that, what was your ultimate goal in creating children's books? What was your goal? Like, what were you trying to accomplish? Um, you know, when you started to create children's books? That's a good, yeah, that's a good question. Thank you. Um, well, the goal I had originally was just one book, just one story that I had um, in mind, in the first book. Um, you know, my my dad. Um, you know, he, he passed away actually as, as when I started writing the first book, unfortunately. But, you know, I mean, ever since I was, you know, I mean, two, three years old, like he was very, very inspirational to me as far as uh, inspiring me that I was like, you know, much more than the average person. Like, like he was always on that, you know, you're a king, you know, we're, we're from royalty. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, like you are, you are, you know, you are, uh, your ancestors chosen one to do these things. And I'm like, what? I'm like four years old, like, what are you talking about? So I had a, you know, I had an idea to incorporate these messages that he was instilling into me into a children's book. And, um, you know, ever since I, when I graduated high school, when I graduated high school, and I just wanted to, you know, instill these messages into a younger audience, um, you know, now that I'm older and I uh, incorporated a lot of things that he used to say to me when I was younger. So that was my idea for the first book. And then it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling 
year after year. And then I, I, you know, you look up and you go, geez, 15 later, like, you know, just kept rolling with them. You know, that that's, man, you said something right there that uh, it actually resonated with me because um, me and Corey talk about this. I, I, I kind of was um, raised in a similar situation where like my grandmother, father, they always poured into me and told me how great I was. And yeah. I would have, and I would have friends from my neighborhood you hear it in rap songs, like teachers always told me I would never amount to nothing. I'm like, my teachers told me I was going to be great. Like I never had that issue. Yeah, man. But like, I, but yeah. I also recognize the importance right. of pouring into the youth and telling them, you know. Um, so that's very important work that you do. I know Corey, you can speak about that too. Man, yeah, like so. My grandmother, same way, you know. Actually, my whole entire tribe, my family, the people around me, poured into me. No one ever told me I couldn't do anything. Like right. as as long as even when it was unrealistic, as long <laughs> as I was showing the effort, they was behind me. Like you go right. ahead, baby. You could, you know what I mean. Like it, even the most unrealistic thing. Like I thought I was going to be like a, a a baseball playing astronaut. Like and they was like, okay, if you can figure yeah. out a way to do it, we'll figure out a way to help you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. So, so I think you know that that's important. Yeah, so I think that's dope that you do that. Um, another thing I want to talk about in terms of the work you do, I know that uh, you've done a lot of philanthropy and you've worked um, with f- food security as well, right? So you've written these children's books, but you do a lot of community work. And one of the things you focus on is food security. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, I, I had a, uh, I'm a actually, I'm going to um, answer one of your questions later about, about this, what the start of this, but you know, I had a, an interest ever since uh, like two years into out of high school on community, community community organizing and getting very, very involved in my neighborhood and community issues. And, um, you know, I started hosting book drives, food drives, um, sock drives, you know, clo- clothing, um, you know, uh, I mean, every from the libraries to the ambulance, you know, working with the fire department, working with the churches. And, um, you know, we have a, an annual um, backpack drive that I have, we're in our eighth year now, but we also did an annual uh, Thanksgiving drive for people who are, uh, you know, who may need food for Thanksgiving and the holidays. And whether that's a whole meal, whether that's a, a whole turkey, um, you know, we do that uh, here in Ardmore and Longmare and also uh, with a partner organization in the city as well. Oh man. So where did that come from? Where did that mindset come from to be community oriented and um, also just to give back to your people? Where'd that come from? Yeah. So, um, I don't know. No, <laughs> no. I mean, was, no. It, was it something that was instilled in you from, 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 you know, your father, your parents or right. So I'm joking. I, the, uh, so one the biggest, the biggest inspiration for me outside of my, my parents, was um, uh, after high school was Barack Obama. So, okay. you know, I, I, I read, um, I mean, I, I graduated high school the, the year before he won in 2008. And I got very, very wrapped up in the aurora of his campaign. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, same thing with Mark Lamont Hill, seeing someone that looks like you doing what you want to do. You know, I read, I went to the library and, um, and I read, uh, I think, with dreams from my father, okay, Barack Obama, and changed everything for me. I mean, I just seen, again, he's talking about you know community organizing, his background, uh, know the good, the bad, the ugly, relationship with his family, his father, et cetera. 
And uh, I said, you know what, I, I'm going to, I'm already, you know, like to do community work, but I really aligned, you know, his path to the things that I wanted to do. And uh, that's when I really started getting really involved in community work and, uh, and philanthropy work in the, in the community. I mean, that's interesting because that's just another story, like you said, of representation matters. So when you see people that look like you doing things, it gives you, you know, right. kind of the, the courage or, or the, the feeling that you can do it. So uh, another amazing story. So um, now we, we talked about the fact that you have uh, 15 books available. Um, you also do a lot of community work in terms of, you know, food security as well as other things. But you also partner with school districts as well to try to like, you know, uh, bridge the gap between, you know, um, civics as well as the community. And mm -hmm. so you're kind of focused a lot on, on, on community work, right? With the school districts? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, I, I've read that you've done work with them as well. Yeah. I was losing, uh, you for a sec. I'm mean, I, the best. I'm hearing you, my work with the school districts. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, so earlier, earlier in my work, um, you know, I guess maybe like four or five folks in, and I was just uh, just learning to get involved with the school districts. You know, I do author visits and story times and book readings, and, you know, book signings, and that nature, all over uh, the mainline area, um, well, all, all in all over the tri the tri-state area, and um, you know, after our, I think our, our fifth book. We started doing um, developing curriculum, so now we have storybook-based curriculum for kindergarten through twelfth grade, and we do programs in school and after-school programs with school districts um, on a wide range of different issues that are all incorporated into my books. Um, you know, for for school districts. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. So, yeah. so, yeah, so let me ask you this question, right? So, you you talked about your journey of of starting in Ardmore. You know, you talked about, you know, the setback with ninth grade. Um, is that your biggest hurdle to st from where you started to get you where you are today? Or what's another hurdle that you had to overcome? Because now, you know, you, you have your business, you have your books and you have your mission in terms of your community work. What's the biggest hurdle you had to overcome? Mm, well, yeah, the, well, ninth grade, <laughs> ninth grade was a hurdle, but everything is more mental than anything. Uh, you know, like today, um, I don't know if that, Leave a shared it. So we had the 15 books, the community work, the not with the nonprofit, et cetera. But you know, I'm here in our we have a we have, I own two stores as well here on in Ardmore and in Brynmar. And um, I'm here at one of them in the clothing store now. And uh, it's all mental. I mean, I, there's nothing that again, to your point earlier, like Corey mentioned that just to believe in yourself. Um, you know, I, I didn't so, have real any quick though. When you say it's mental, so the hurdles are themselves are mental. When you say it's mental, kind of go into that. What do you mean by it's mental? It's all mental as far as as far as the ability and as far as you know, uh, and, and uh, the uh, invisible uh, roadblocks that that people set for themselves, and especially I think for myself, um, that once I get out of my own head and realize that. When I wake up in the morning, I am the CEO of my life, and I can do whatever I want, uh, good, bad, or indifferent. That that's it's more of a of a mental thing than anything. Um, there's no one, there's no one at all in this world that can stop me unless you know I feel like stopping myself. And again, that that's that's this mental that's the mental challenge. Um, you know, I wanted to. I had an idea um, during the first lockdown um, last spring to open a an event space and a clothing store 
And I did, I did both and I opened both of them within three months of each other. And it just took the mental capacity to say that this is what I want to do. I had the idea. I'm going to execute on it no matter who says what. And, and that's just how, and that's how I operate. <laughs> so it's more, it's more of the mental challenges to go, no, the mental roadblocks um, in order to get where, you know, where you want to go. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. So once you say you're going to do something, you make your mind up and you go do it. Um, plain and plain and simple. Plain and simple. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. So let me ask you this question. Um, along this journey, so books, books seem to be a big part of your life. You know, you talked about, uh, you know, books that you've read that inspired you um, in terms of Barack Obama, as well as you being an author yourself. What is your favorite book or outside of the, you know, Barack Obama or something that's inspired you along this journey, you know, to get you where you are? Give, you don't have to name one. You can give us a couple of your favorite books that have helped you. Yeah. So, um, you know, the one of my favorite books that I posted all the time online and, and, and someone who's also their favorite book, they're like, uh, stop giving away all the secrets. No joking around. So the, the, go, the Go-Giver is actually one of my favorite books. And I know a couple of people who are very, very successful in business who also feel the same way. It's not a book that's very publicized in social media as far as like books that everyone needs to read. But The Go-Giver is, is, was definitely a book for me that changed a lot about my perception of uh, giving back and karma and, uh, and business, business principles. Mm, I never read that book, The, the Go-Giver. <laughs> yeah, it's called The Go-Giver, not the, not the Go-Getter. Everyone wants to be a Go-Getter and get the bag and all that, you know, all that stuff. So. Yeah. It's called the Go Giver. Ah, interesting. I gotta get that one. I'm on that. I'm on that ASAP core. The Go Giver. Okay, I like that. Um, That's yeah, he just gave us new. He just gave us new reading material. Yeah, pretty much the Go Giver. Okay. Yeah, so that book. That's a that's a good one. Um, and uh, there's another book. It's 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 uh, oh good lord, it, it's it's uh, eluding me the name. Um, oh, the, the uh, as a man as a man thinketh. As a man thinketh. I've read that one though. Everybody, yeah, let me read that. That that book. Well, I've read that book before, The Go Giver, but uh, no, both of those books changed my mindset. You know, three sixty. Um, uh, yeah, very inspirational. I mean, that book's like hundred years old, and it still everything in it still rings true today. So those two books definitely. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. So, have you always been like a big reader, or you know, something came later in life, or you always been a big reader? Uh, always been a big reader. Um, you know, I mean, my 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 aunt was a librarian for thirty for thirty plus years, so I grew up in a library. Okay. And uh, you know, I mean, I had a short, <laughs> you know, like I said, seventh seventh and ninth grade kind of straight off and wasn't doing any reading, wasn't doing any homework, no <laughs> anything. But then I came back, you know, uh, to it. But yeah, it's always been always been a big reader. Okay, that's dope. That's dope. So, um, Cora, before I ask any, a couple more questions, you got any questions you want to ask for the brother specifically? Do um one of the questions I wanted to ask you is um in 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 the process of doing all of the work and all and doing all of the writing that you're doing um have you um what what what's the thing that um you've that inspired you the most from the people that you've met like and, you know I, I you said that you were uh you know talking with Dr Lamont um. It, but but besides that, you know, like when you're out doing the things that you're doing, what thing, what 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 inspires you about the work that you do? Yeah, that's a good question. Considering like you know the times we're living in, there's a there's a lot of craziness in the world. How do you still find the inspiration? <laughs> well, that that's a good that's a very good question. So 
um, I'll give you a perfect example. The last book that I, uh, well, the book that I published in January, is a book called Aaron and the Police Get Back to the Community. And it's a book on, it's a short children's book on community, com community policing and uh, relationship building between uh, the community and, and the police. And again, I had the idea for that five years ago, but I really bought the idea back when everything that happened around the George Floyd incident uh, last year. And everything when the world is, 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 is going crazy, I found myself saying like, where's the common ground? How can I create something uh, positive where we're not uh, talking negatively about either, either side, but how do we come together? And uh, so to your point, you know, I created a children's book, uh, an inspirational children's book about community policing, um, where actually like the the, the uh, title character sees what's going on in the uh, in the world, sees, sees protests, but says to himself, how do I give back? How do I find some uh, positive in here and, and work with the police in order to be better for the community? And uh, so that's what I, I try to do is I try to find the middle middle the middle ground, um, little piece of positivity in what's going on in the world, and shine a light on that through a positive story. Okay, that's a good one. So, do you find like um, framing like you know some of your work in children's books like helps? What I mean by that is like you're you're touching complex issues, but you're telling them through stories um, made for children, right? And I always find this interesting when I like you know sometimes they're able to touch on certain topics with cartoons that you might not be able to. Uh, so, so using that medium, I guess what I'm trying to ask is using that medium, do you think that it's uh, easier to tackle like, you know, complex issues such as policing in the community? I don't, it was hard. <laughs> I thought that book was going to be easier when I first started it than it was than it ended up to be. Um, Cause you do have to, uh, you know, I mean, dealing with kids, you're not dealing with, you know, with, with adults. So you do have to be mindful of, of the audience. Um, I do think that, uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's easier because again, because I don't normally write for adults. I'd have okay. one that is for, I have one book, honestly, that is for, uh, you know, that is for well, teenagers and up. Um, it's an autobiography that I did a couple of years ago. Um, on my experience when I was in school, but other than that, again, I can't share the difference between being, you know, between kids, but however, um, it's not, it's not as easy as, as, as people may think it is. Got you. Um, you know, again, dealing with kids and because remember kids also, or children don't buy books, the parents do. <laughs> so, so you're not, you're not just working with, you know, them. You're also by have to have their parents or guardians or organizations buy into the messages that you're trying to get across to the kids as well. Great so, point. Yeah. Great point. You have something else, Corey? Nah, he's he's the inspirational. Like he's going right to the source. Like you know, you know how I feel. Like when you want to, when you want to build, and you want to build correctly, you got to start with the children. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Let me ask you a question, Najee. Man, thank you for sharing your story with our audience. Um, what is the future like for yourself for your business? Um, what do you see yourself doing? You talked about new businesses that you just embarked on in terms of a clothing store, an event space. Um, so you have a lot on your plate. What's the future hold for you? Uh, well, I don't know if it's a lot. It's just, uh, you know. Listen, to an work. average person, that's a lot. To you, it may not seem a lot, but you, you've written 15 books. You're out here doing work right. in the streets. you got a, a event space as well as a store. Um, you know, don't, you got to, you know, pat yourself on the back, brother. 
I, I appreciate you. I will. I will. I appreciate you. Uh, it's just how it's just how I am. I don't I don't, uh, you know, gloat or anything. I appreciate it. But um, no, again, like I said, we just opened up the event space with my with my business partner, Janae. Um, and we love the we love the direction that it's going in uh, with all the creators and small businesses that want to use the space, because, again, everybody that was, uh, you know, we're all inside all last year. A lot of people I want to be out and about, even if it's not in a big setting, but in a nice medium sized setting for the space that we have. So we love the progress to see where that where the space is going um, in the future. In the same way with our uh, with our clothing store, um, we primarily have uh, black and, and, uh, and Hispanic uh, artists and designers in our store because there wasn't a place for them to have anything because they go to a store. They normally get turned down. But when we have our own store, we can do whatever we want. So, yep. um, so that's the whole point of in the vision for both of these, uh, both of these stores, and uh, you know, just growing our nonprofit, um, expanding beyond tri-state area. You know, we need to expand, you know, nationally, globally, um, and extend our message and our reach as, as far as you know, as far as we can. Man, that's powerful stuff, man. So, I, I just want to say, uh, you know, first and foremost, thank you for sharing your story with our audience. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And if everybody listening or watching in the show notes, as well as the description, you'll find Najee's social media contacts, as well as his website. Please take a look at what this brother's got going on because um, he's out here doing the work. He's, he's doing the work for the community, but he's also building businesses. So you're actually out here living the go giver uh, lifestyle, right? That's right. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're giving it away. It's a hidden gem. It's a hidden gem book. Uh, I've spoken to, I mean, I personally know, uh, I guess, humbly, a couple of you know, very, very successful, you know, uh, businessmen and, and women. And when I asked them, like, what book do you read? And they all said The Go-Giver. And I'm like, okay, I'm reading on it. And when I did, I'm like, I see why. So, I'm getting that today because you, you, whoever whoever wrote the book, they owe you a check because you sold it. You sold me. I'm buying it today. So, you know, I've been sold. Right. But, um, you know, what I find interesting is this, though. Last I want to end with this is that, you know, your work with philanthropy. Because a lot of times I talk to people like, you know, in a real estate or even a crypto space who are successful and they have this feeling that they have to hit a certain number before they can start to give back. And I think that's the wrong approach. You can give back on your way to building. And in fact, I, I believe that as you give back on your way to building, you'll get more blessings anyway. Um, <laughs> Trust me. That, yeah. Yes. So I learned that actually. I mean, I didn't, you know, we mentioned it, but uh you know, you always hear that, right? You always hear, I need to make it, you know, I need to make 50,000 a year. I need to make be a millionaire and, and then get back. And uh, I always, from the beginning, did it simultaneously, did it, you know, in synchronous with each other. Um, you know, we do, a, we do a backpack event and then open a business, right? Then we, we, we do a, we go to book drive and then we do, it's always, it has to, it's always in sync with each other, uh, hand in hand. And uh, years ago, I read a, uh, in an article where uh, well, uh, President Bill Clinton mentioned that in an article. And, um, you know, where, again, people think they need to give back when you make a lot of money. But I'm telling you, the blessings will come back to you tenfold if you do it hand in hand. And I, I took that to heart years ago. I remember it. And I did. And that's what, you know, that's what we do. I get a quick secret. Like you can change someone's life and it won't even cost you that much money. One of the things that uh, my wife and I started doing a couple of years ago is when we find like a kid in our community that we're going to college, we would just pay for their books for the first semester. And right. it, might, it might cost you a couple hundred dollars, but that changes someone. Cause I remember going to school and that was a burden for me. Like 
you get you get your tuition paid and then you get hit with the prices of books you right. know what i mean and you're like oh whoa this ain't part of my tuition like no you know what i mean right. so so my point is you can do small things along your journey that can make a big difference in someone else's life um and you're doing the work so i just want to salute you and and, and say thank you uh you know because our community needs more people like you good brother and likewise, likewise, I always appreciate what you guys are doing and wanting to reach back out and see if we guys one day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Always, so, man. It's all love. It's all love. Appreciate you Absolutely. Guys. All, all right. Love. So for, for our audience out there, make sure you please check out what Najee has going on. Support him. If you have any uh, organizations or people that need these books, take a look at all his books because, you know, they're written for our youth and they're all positive. He's doing positive work. So we want to make sure that we uh, support this brother because we got to support people spend a lot of time talking about what they don't like. But when you find people doing the work, we have to support them. You know what Yo, I mean? I was so, just about to say that. Like, <laughs> hey, like, go, let's go, let's go support the people we do like and, and talk less about the people we don't like. Factual. Get them less like. Exactly. So we're going to support you, Najee, our community. We want to support you. So um, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we'll see you guys in our next episode. Peace. Yeah.